Hey everyone, we are live on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Uh, we love to do fitness. These are my friends. I know it only looks like I have one, but I actually have two friends. Uh, we have Rebecca Fusillet with us and my co-host Kat Shear. Uh, she runs an affiliate. Someone came in the door. She had to go check that out, but she'll be hopping on here in the next minute or so. So, hey, Rebecca, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. So I just got to say, um, it has been such a fun ride for us following you through the Mac to the CrossFit Games. And we're so excited for you that you actually punched your ticket this year. And it was such a fun um, event to watch. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a, a crazy time, but um, it's definitely all these moments we're trying to take in and really proud of all the hard work and just excited to keep rolling on the season. So I want to start with CrossFit Bolt. Um, you have the famous lightning bolt on the, on the apparel at re at uh, semifinals, but there were other athletes sporting your brand. So can you expect, were there, are there other athletes to go to your gym? Um, not competing at semis, but we had, we did have a pretty decent sized, uh, following uh for me over there with my family and my coach and then uh my one of my very best friends so we definitely if you saw lightning bolts all over the place we definitely wear our our bolts loud and proud on across our chest and you um do your parents own the gym no my coach owns the gym your coach owns the gym okay mm -hmm. but you you are a coach there mm-hmm and how, how much do you coach in a day? Oh, I, I'm a full-time coach and personal trainer alongside uh, all the training that I do, which is uh, I'm proud to be that because I think I always say being a better coach makes me a better athlete and being a better athlete makes me a better coach. So I usually coach anywhere from two to three of our hour-long classes. And then alongside that, I it, depending on the day, one, two two to three, depending on the day, one, two or three personal training clients that range from 30 minutes to an hour. So I'm always up on my feet. And you're at the gym all day then? All day. I live that gym life. So I actually talked to your media guy at Granite Games. Yeah. And he was giving me a little behind the scenes, um, behind the curtain of Rebecca's life. And that because on social media, you are so bubbly, so um, energetic. And he goes, she puts in so much time working out, so much time coaching that when she's not on camera, she's like a zombie talking to nobody and just getting stuff done in the, in the office. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because a lot of people would never guess that I'm actually an introvert. Like I do like my alone time, but, um, when it comes to doing what I love, which is training and coaching, there is like a whole ton of energy and almost like every single bit of my energy goes into that. And I want to make sure I'm bringing the energy for the classes when I'm coaching and everything. And I do have a like a, a ton of fun doing that. So that's when kind of the loud, crazy side of me comes out and uh, and doing the videos and the reels and everything is another way to just kind of like let like the Rebecca, the crazy, silly Rebecca, that's always there uh, on the inside come out. Uh, but when it comes down to buckling down and training, yeah, a lot of energy goes there. 
So yes, if you ever see me sit down, which is very rare, like an hour into hour and a half at lunch, like I'm usually pretty quiet and then doing all the office work that comes with being a coach, like programming and um, editing my videos and doing all the, the stuff that I don't have to be on my feet for. So believe it or not, I am, a, I am, I would consider myself more of an introvert. Yeah. And Kat has been able to make it back uh, to us. So we'll bring her in. And now we can't hear her. <laughs> in a Philly, if someone just randomly walks through your front door, you kind of have to yeah. say hi. <laughs> yeah. We, we explained to the audience that you were going to be popping back on. Oh, good grief. But it, it's awesome because I, I love that you say that because a lot of people don't understand that introvert, extrovert is not like how you function. It's it's how you get your energy. Mm -hmm. And so you just need that alone time, that quiet time to recharge so that you can do right. all the things that you love. And so um, while we're talking about the Instagram and, and the crazy stuff that goes on there, uh, right. you are amazing. I have said to so many people that you are the best follow on Instagram. <laughs> uh, we were, I was actually just uh, mentioning to um, Kat right here that she kind of understands some of my crazy reels from a, a from a coaching perspective, yeah. because I try to balance out my Instagram because I, I'm very like, like you said, I, I put in a lot of hard work behind the scenes of on my social media as well of just like showing how serious I take my training, but also realizing have having that having fun with it only makes the process and the learning process and all the hard hours, the hardworking hours in the gym, it makes it all the better when you're having fun with it. But and then you get to kind of like people love the the I try to keep it as real as possible for people too like the coach jokes what the coaches deal with on the daily basis and um I've actually like bit at my coach a little bit um <laughs> and in some of my reels and everything and he he gets it and it, it's it's just funny jokes going back and forth so I try to keep it as real as possible on there for people <laughs> Yeah, it's like all it's like all the great memes just in a video format, right? Yeah. Really, in terms yeah. of, you know, all of those uh clichés for for yeah. coaches and athletes. Yeah. So I I've, I've been following your butterfly pull-up progression. Mm -hmm. I was rolling on the floor for week 2. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> the the song was awesome. Uh what -huh. it like High in the sky with your butterfly. Oh, when I was rapping, <laughs> that came off the tip of my tongue. I was like, maybe I have a career in, in rap after this. I was like, that just started the video. I was like, hey, we'll go with it. <laughs> oh, it was, it was awesome. And then you were like, and if you haven't done your week one work, there's the door. Yes. <laughs> there's the door. And yes. it's everything that a coach would want to say in person that they can't say. Yeah. Hey, maybe that, that that definitely comes out on the video side too. Like the things I actually want to say. Sometimes I, I'll actually I would say the more you get to know me as a coach and the more comfortable, like you you develop all your relationships in the gym with coach athlete and everything. And as people get 
to know me a little bit more and you get more comfortable with your athletes every now and then I'll tease them a little bit or push them a little bit in one way, but there's always like really good communication. Uh, but people know when I, I do a lot of personal training and a lot of my personal training is like skill development too. I work with a lot of beginners and some kiddos that just need their general fitness and keep them on track towards whatever their goals are. Maybe it's in uh, a separate sport or whatnot. But when you train with me and you say, Hey, I want to get this skill. I'm like, okay, you're, we're in a commitment now. Like yeah. we're, I'm dead serious. You better get your work in. So if you didn't do week one, don't even come talk to me, go do week <laughs> one and then come talk to me. <laughs> so it's all those and little things. Yeah, and Wad Zombie jumps in with how long, how much you coach in a day, which we actually addressed right off the top. And it's two to three hours of classes mm -hmm. and two to three hours of personal training a day, right. in addition to what into what she does for herself. Right. So uh, you guys caught me on a very fun week because this week, Coach and I are doing a mock games week. I actually posted it on okay. on my story, which is going to be a little bit higher volume. And kind of like sporadic throughout the day, not only do I get to introduce like the um, the the volume of what we're trying to imagine we're going to hit at the games, but being getting my recovery game in check of just like I finish an event, I eat, I rest, recover, go for the next one, I eat, rest, recover. And that's what we're trying to mimic. Um, so it's going to be a fun week, but I almost feel like I'm okay going into something as crazy as the games because literally my schedule is coach train coach train coach train all throughout the day and i make sure i'm trying to get as much food in as possible so i um am okay with training at any point of the day really because of my crazy coach schedule. and then also that also that coach schedule which i've seen cat do live is getting <laughs> food in wherever you can recovering wherever you can mm -hmm. and if and if cat has to eat on the podcast she has to eat on the podcast mm -hmm. you know? i know it makes my dad so yeah. so angry he's always like you have to stop eating on the podcast <laughs> like i can't <laughs> help it believe it or not like part of so you uh you cut out just a little bit there so part of the reason I actually started training earlier was because I used to come in, this was a while ago, a long time ago when my hours weren't even as high as they are right now. But a long time ago, I used to start at like eight or eight 30. And then I realized with my schedule, I would train up until I coached noon and then I'd coach noon all the way to that next hour. And then I realized I wasn't even getting in any food until like one and two o'clock in the afternoon, which doesn't work for someone like training as many hours as I am myself. So I actually had to start training earlier. So I did what I did. I did the day and I'll start earlier. I'll eat breakfast and then go into my noon session, whether it be coaching or training, depending on the day. But yes, recovery and food is the hard part about all this. I truly yeah. feel like yeah. it, it is. And you're not, you're not a giant athlete. You're, you seem like a small person, right? Are you yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly trying to get as much food in as possible. Yeah. Definitely on the smaller side. Hard. So it's interesting you're doing mock games week because one of the questions I had was now that you've, you've made it through semis, now you have to go to that 15 event weekend, 
right? From a six or seven to a 15, that's a huge jump. Mm -hmm. And how, how are you preparing for that? Yeah. Um, so like I said, something that we're doing this week, we've definitely, my, I'm so happy that, uh, to work with my coach, Matt McCraney. I've been, he's been with me my whole career. Cause he's, I've been at both my whole career and everything, but he's so thoughtful and so methodical about how we build up into our volume. Like right after semis, I, obviously I took like the rest of the week to let my body heal after semis. And then I kind of jumped back in to my normal training routine, which is not quite as much as I'm doing right now, but then a, another week passed of that. And then we slowly start adding in more and more volume. So I will admit like the first week we started adding more volume in my body could feel it. I was like, I feel a little bit like a trash can <laughs> and we're, we're going to get past this. And nowadays this volume that I'm at right now is, is comfortable. And now we're going to do something like this week, which is we're going to get up to like 15 hard workouts um, across the week. And then we'll see what, how we're feeling with that. But part of I'm, part of the goal of this week is just get your body exposed. Right. So when we go do it again at the games, it's not quite as shocking to your body. So we've slowly been increasing volume and not to mention it like games training is different than, than training for quarters or, or semifinals because it's more outside of the gym stuff, longer time domains, heavier, high skill. So it's been really fun. It's been very different, but really fun. Well, you went you went to the games in sixteen and seventeen as a teen. Yes. How many events were at that at that event? Do you remember? We competed the first year. We competed three days. The second year, I think we competed four days, but there might have only been like one event on the first day. I want to say it was like ten to. I want to say it was ten to twelve. It was still up there. It was still okay. up there. Not quite like this, though. Does that seem like a lifetime ago? I still refer to it like it's yesterday, but <laughs> I realized that was a long time ago. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's only been five years, but you're you're only 22. Mm -hmm. So I was just yeah. wondering in your mind if it felt like. So here's a couple of funny things is this year, you know how they made that whole write up on us teenagers of like the graduating 2017 class and how we're back at like a competitive level in, in semi. So that was a really cool thing because we still all refer to us. I think it's because I started competing in the teenage division when it was announced. So I competed in 2015. I missed the mark by, I think I missed it by four places in 2015 because they just took from the open. Uh, and then made it in 16 and 17. But we still refer to all of us as the teenagers. And we're like 22, <laughs> 21, and 22 now. So we're still the teenagers. The, the I guess the original. I also like. This might have been the first year. Uh, we need better internet. Uh, we lost her again. It was such a good. <laughs> there we go. We lost you one more time okay. there. I might need to move a second. I might have to go where Blitz is. Um, but <laughs> when 
oh, this might have been the first year I was saying the other funny thing is I updated my wardrobe and it went to like all my fancy like rhinestones and all that crazy stuff because my sister made a comment. She was like, I think you need to retire your teenage games number this year. And I was like, I looked back at all my competitions and I was like, you're right. It's been like five years of wearing that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, we're, we're going to move past that. And I was like, bam, look at that. We're just going to go back and back to the games and restock some, some right, things. Right. You're going to get a whole new suitcase full of gear. So you'll be yeah. able to go. Yeah. How excited are you for the swag bag? Um, I get pretty, I, I mean, I'm pretty excited about that. Have you noticed that I like to make all of my clothes look a little bit different though, including my shoes <laughs> oh, yeah. and everything. Mm -hmm. So there will be some things where I'm just like, will you guys let me put like, maybe I'll bring like my rhinestone kit <laughs> and, and deck it out right before we go out on the floor. But no, I'm excited about that. And then you always have your, my, I love all my my training partners around here that call it dibs on like, if you don't want this hat, if you get this hat, I call it. I'm like, I don't even know what, what I'm getting right now, guys. That's great. Yeah, let funny. me get there first. Yeah. Let me get there. No, those are what just are the little, do? those are just the little bonuses that come along with it. I'm so ready for all the experiences for over there. What are you going to do about the shoes? You, you wear two different color shoes and you're not required to wear what they give you. Mm -hmm. So are you going to go off, off book so you can keep the two different color shoes? So, yes, uh, I will definitely have two different color shoes. I haven't decided what they are just yet. So hang tight on that. But definitely, I think it's kind of become a signature from here that, that the two different color shoes are going to be there. I mean, if something, if one of the workouts is right in your wheelhouse, you might have to wear some Reeboks. Mm, you might have to. Yeah, because that's a pretty big bonus. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a little tempting. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's 12,000 12, this year for if you win it? Yeah, they bumped it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I shared with you, I actually wear wore two different color shoes when I competed at local comps. Um, and it just was a thing that I, it actually was by accident the first time where I actually did not pack the right couple of, of shoes. And oh, then really? it became such a conversational piece that I just kept doing it. There's and no, Sheila Barton did it too. There's no big story on the two different color shoes. I think, I, you know, you guys know me by now. There's always this weird side of me that just wants to be a little bit, a little bit different. And I started that way back in 2016 because I had two fresh pairs of shoes sitting there and I was like, what am I supposed to do with these? So I mixed <laughs> match up. <laughs> and then it, it was kind of just kept uh, going from there. So that's there's and, not and, and you rhinestone your stuff yourself yes i i usually i love so on if i ever get any free time that's how i like to relax my brain is i i do lots of crafts and i've actually designed like some old some some of my own apparel and everything and i usually put my extra bolt logos on some of the clothes that I compete in and yeah, I usually like to do a little bit of crafts on the side. Uh, so yeah, that's where a lot of the fancy uh, semifinals outfits came from. 
Yeah, I wish I had better lighting to show it off when I was interviewing you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it, but next year we will be much more professional. <laughs> it was it was so, fun seeing you after every single event, and you just dragged me aside when I, after I was dying. I just wanted to go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Come talk to us first. I was like, yes, I will be on camera dying. <laughs> Why well, I, I got to thank you, and I don't know if you know this. Um, your two post-event interviews are the biggest viewed items on my Instagram page. Oh, really? Yeah. The reach on wow. those is over 100,000. We've never hit that with anything else. So wow. the popularity that you must be seeing post-Mac has got to be exponential. Yeah, it's been it's been really good because this is a little bit like I used to not take put too much and I still don't put a whole lot of pressure on my my social media game. But a little bit of like my story is when I came out of high school, I mean, we were, we were competing at at the games as a teenager in high school. Right. And that's the kind of the weird jump you have to like or the weird decision you have to make. And that's why a lot of like the girls that you see compete in the teenage division, you're, they're kind of like. MIA for a few years because some of them go to college and are studying. And I knew my route coming out of the, the teenage divisions and what I wanted to do with my school. Like I knew in my heart what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to live the full-time gym life. I'm a, I'm a hard worker. I'm a hustler. And I knew that was what I wanted to do. Now it was kind of hard even convincing some people like, like even like my parents, like, this is, it's, it's going to be okay. I know how to work hard. I know this is where, this is where I want to put all of my, all of my time, all my effort, all my eggs in this basket. So when it comes to social media, although it's social media, it's kind of like my resume and I've worked really hard over, on it over some time of just developing like my story as an athlete and encouraging folks through Instagram and uh, what I do over here at Bolt. So um, to see it grow and kind of start blowing up now, and obviously that's a lot of hard work on my page and in the gym, it's kind of all coming together. It, it's really, it, it's something I'm, I'm proud of. And I do, I do my best to kind of keep it real for everyone. Cause I think that's, that's when you'll get the best folks, the best followers, the best feedback from everyone. You you have a website out there when I was doing research. How mm -hmm. hard is it to keep up with that in this day and age? Because I know that is the thing that I struggle with the most with the podcast and the media company is keeping the website up to date. Yeah, I'm struggling a little bit on that, to be honest. There's just so many platforms you're trying to take care of. And the other thing I do is I'm actually doing that this week, too, is I take care of the Bolt website, too. So mm -hmm. that's actually how I started making my way around here around the gym and creating my profession is I'm a coach and that's how I've helped the owner uh Matt uh by redoing the website and so that's kind of how I learned to to do all that but de it's definitely you have to prioritize your time when when you like to stay this busy and you really want like like what you guys are doing like scheduling uh, making sure your schedule's on point to where you're hitting all the marks that you want to hit. It, it's hard, but you just got to kind of designate that time to it. I could definitely do a better job with my website. It definitely needs some tuning up. 
Yeah, I when I when I pulled it up, the picture, the main picture, look, you look so young. Yeah, it doesn't need to be updated. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, that must have yeah, been from the teen years. It's all about prioritization too, right? Like I've been pretty critical of um, like coaches locally around here that are trying to like get to the CrossFit games, you know, or get to that next level. And I think, you know, good luck because you're either going to be a really good athlete or you're going to be a really good, a good coach. And it's hard to be both. Um, but it seems like you've struck a balance a little bit, but at some point I would imagine something has to give, right? And so, it's either going to be like, you're, you're going to find a ceiling in your athleticism or you're just going to have to like put the coaching on pause or, you know, have it just sort of stagnate maybe, and maybe that's not the right word, but in order to sort of get to that next level, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you're, you're so right. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of insight on like where this year has been coming off, coming off of last year, going into this year, definitely one of the hardest, most challenging years, just with some life challenges that, I mean, just life throws obstacles at you and everything. Um, but knowing how, like, I take everything that I do so seriously and I want it to be to the best quality possible. And I've had so many people even tell me in the past, like, Hey, if you want to make it back up to the games and if you want to make it back up to the level you're, you're going to be at, you're probably going to need to cut off, like chop off other things. Yeah. You're probably going to need to chop off some other things that you're doing. And I go, I realize there's there's always going to be this give and take that's going around and I'm trying to find that balance but I've talked to my coach and I'm like hey I'm not willing to let up like my 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 role here at the gym because I really do feel like it makes me a better athlete being like I will go crazy if I'm not coaching at least a little bit around the gym because it makes me a better athlete and like I said being a, a better athlete makes me that better coach and in the future like I, especially right now, training for the games, I'm already having to pull back a little bit on like personal training hours. So I'm still in the gym. I'm still doing all of my class coaching, but being up on my feet is a little bit more uh, with the higher volume training that I'm doing is definitely sure. more taxing. So I'll pull back a little bit on it right now through August. Okay. Then come in the season, I'll definitely ramp it back up. And coach and I are making plans like, hey, this is how it's going to roll. You're going to hustle from September all the way to the start of season through coaching, personal training, and your training. And then come season, it slowly starts dying off the further you get into season. Like we slowly start pulling back on the hours. And I mm -hmm. think if you can you can do, you can find that balance. Like you said, it is doable. Like you can, like I did it this year, yeah. but in the future, I don't want to have those training days where I'm like crawling across the floor because there have been some of those because I'm just so exhausted from being on my feet, but I take, I'm a little bit stubborn and take pride in like, give me the hardest schedule. Give me the most challenging uh, situations and I'll perform in those too. So, right. And how hard is it to sort of give up those private training clients too? Cause oh, I'm crazy. They, like, they rely on you, right? Like you're their right. person. And now you're so, just saying like, ah, now, you know, you can only come once a week now and go, go see someone else or this is what hard. I tell my folks. Yes, it is hard. 
the right people will understand because they'll be with me for my goals and I'll mm-hmm. be with them for their goals. I don't just ditch them and drop them off a cliff, but I sure. I do tell them like, hey, I'm going to program for you. Show me while I'm working on my goals that you're going to work on your goals and come in here and do the work, even though my eyes aren't specifically on you, like you know what to do. And then we'll meet back in a month and then we'll both have crushed our goals and then go from there. So there's, there's the right people will understand the people that are, I know that are on team Rebecca and that I'm, I'm, when I commit to a client, I'm on team, Mm -hmm. I'm on their team as well. It'll, it'll work out in the end, but it is very hard to say, to tell some of my folks, Hey, I need, I need to, I need a, this hour. I need this hour to be able to rest and sit down. Uh, Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I need to see a birth certificate because a 22 year old should not have that mature of a viewpoint on things. Um, man, you're impressive. I, with all of this success that you're having now, your things are going to be completely different. You're going to start getting invites to the off season, big events, right? You're going to get invites. We don't even have to qualify anymore and get to go do those things. You're going to have sponsors coming to you wanting to take some of your time. So all this is going to change. Are you prepared to be able to adjust and overcome those things as they come down the line? I think so. It's definitely what in the end, what we've all worked for. And I'm all about the growth and I don't, I don't ever want to be stagnant. I, I love what I do right now. And I know I'll never drop the people that I love and the reason why I got up to this point off because they're always going to be a part of me. But like I said before, I think uh, the right people will the right people will stick around. And I want to make sure in the end, like all of this means the most when you do it with your team. Right. It means a whole lot more when you do it with your team. So I when I when we see success on my end of the, of the spectrum, I, I do realize it's our end. So I keep, I always say, I want to take the people, I want to take my people with me. So what that brings, whether that's more time, whatever that, whatever that brings, whether it be more time away from the gym or I I'm going to be here in, in other ways, like the old, we're just going to keep upgrading Becca. Like it's just (laughs) 2.0, Becca (laughs) 2.0, Becca 2.0 as we keep moving forward. Nothing's going to change. We're just going to keep getting better. Yeah. Well, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking about bringing people with you, like what kind of crowd is going to be at Madison for you? Do you think? Um, well, I got my family who's been through with me through the whole season. So we got, I have a big family. I have, three siblings one of them is actually not going to get there but I have my sister her fiance my parents my brother who I haven't seen in a while because he's up in Colorado is gonna is gonna be there uh, so that I'm super excited about that my training partner who's been th- with me through all the years is gonna <laughs> be there obviously coach is gonna be there and we tried we had a ton of people 
trying to get tickets. I think the tickets are just short that um, either they're going to end up with festival tickets or they were trying to look for Coliseum tickets. You know, they just sell out so fast these days, but a good sized crowd coming. And then we'll make plans next year to bring Blitz. There you go. <laughs> we want Blitz there. We're, we keep jo- we, we're like halfway joking about it, but Blitz needs to be there. <laughs> halfway. Yeah. I know my coach, um, it was Christy O'Connell. Uh, she she took her dog to semifinals because it made her feel more comfortable yeah. and at home when she got to play with the dog after the events. Yeah. And my guess is they're going to try to figure out a way to do it in Madison as well. So there there is some validity to that. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say Blitz is the most calming dog. <laughs> <laughs> but at semis, um, the I... I need to get his name. The one of the head event directors asked where where the dog was. He was like, "Where's the dog?" I was like, "Blitz, he's at he's at home." I was like, "But Matt wants to Blitz is very smart and knows a lot of cool tricks, so he wants to make a halftime show featuring Blitz for oh, fitness events." Cool. So we'll put that out in the world right now that maybe mm-hmm. blitz should have his own halftime show at the games one year and we'll make him do, do his own workout as part of entertainment in between events. That's how we're going to get blitz there. So let's, let's go back to the Mac because we haven't really talked about that event. And one of the most interesting things that weekend was I got to interview you day one and day two. And after day one, you were like very calm and you were just like, it's all good. It's all good. And then after day two, like things were kind of just right there. You're just cruising along and you were still like, it's all still good. Just got to get through tomorrow. You were in the battle of your life to get to that, that spot, right? There was two point difference between fourth and sixth. Mm Mm-hmm. And it comes into the last event. Walk us through those overhead lunges mm-hmm. because my heart dropped when you dropped that barbell. The infamous Mac lunge moment. <laughs> okay. So in the moment, I will tell everyone this in the moment, I was not expecting that either. No one was expecting that, including myself. Like I told, I did, we did a whole video on this with uh, my media person, Gerard. Um, I told him, I was like, you don't, no one realized like how locked in I was. I could see the last two steps that I had to do, but when it was all over and now we can kind of laugh about it because it, things ended up the way it I, we wanted it to. But I was so not expecting that at all. It was just me. I, I was literally at my red line. I gave everything <laughs> to that workout. And my body just crumbled at the end. And I, I remember trying to pick it up to shoulder overhead it again. And my arms just weren't there. And I was like, take an extra second. And it was just all that whatever like five seconds to get over that last line whatever however long it took like it it does replay in my brain a little bit but that was just me I remember crossing the finish line after that and I was like I I promise you that was everything that I had that's why it happened the way it did that was everything that I had and my body just crumbled right at the end but it was good that it ended up the way it did 
just a dramatic finish for all you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so two, two follow-ups to that. What may have been five seconds in real time, how long did it feel in your mind that you couldn't I, get that barbell back up? Too long. Too long. Because I would just – and then I remember, like, Kelly was in the lane next to me and ended up passing me right there. And I, I remember saying, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's that's like my worst nightmare that's not supposed to happen uh but yeah it, it was a long time and after like seeing it from the outsider's perspective because I for the longest time I said no one show me that moment I don't want to go I don't want to watch that but after seeing it be I'm proud of like how we could have we I got composed enough to finish it out because it really, it would have been really easy to just be stuck at that last line. Yeah. So that's a, a moment I'm proud of. But I said before that event, I literally said out loud before three, two, one, go. I said no regrets. So we're just going for it. And if I remember correctly, you didn't even like jump up on the podium at the end. You just kind of rolled on it. So here's a funny thing <laughs> about here. Yes, yes, that's very true. Here's the funny thing about the Mac is like they made that beautiful raised platform to give it the showmanship. That's what I love about about the the directors that put on the Mac and the syndicate crown. Like their show, the way they set everything up and the way they organize everything, beautiful, makes it so easy on us. And then the whole time I'm like, there will be one of these moments that I just trip going onto that raised platform. That's the only thing I was like worried about. Like, but I swear, like half of the events, I was so dead at the finish line. I was like, it's just easier to roll at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it was only one time I think I stepped up on the platform. The other ones were dive rolls. <laughs> well, our co-host is in the, in the chat, and she wants to know, does any of your other family members do CrossFit? Yeah. Yeah, my whole family does. So my mom originally got me into CrossFit when I was 13. Uh, my sister was doing a little bit in and out of college, but now she's consistent. She's at the gym 6 a.m. every morning. Uh, my brother does CrossFit up in Colorado. And my little sister has been in and out the gym. She's not as much the CrossFitter, but she does. Um, she is in and out the gym a little bit. And it took us like about five years to drag my dad in here. And now he's pretty consistent around here. So we're a family of CrossFitters. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's funny because on Amy's family, because I actually, I helped Amy get to CrossFit. Um, she joined, her kids joined, and her husband was like the last to come in. And it was, it was a year or two after before they could drag him in mm -hmm. to do it. He was it, so against it. Yeah. It took a little while for us to drag my dad in but he finally I think he was more just like you guys are just crazy like I don't think I want to do that and then everybody gets bit by the bug eventually and he got it so I don't I don't know I don't know if, if you know who fantasy fitnessing is I've seen I don't know who runs it I've seen the page on Instagram I so think. they they are partners of ours they run their podcast on our platform uh -huh. And uh, they run a game where you can draft different athletes and then how you perform at the, at the function, we get points. Uh, but they did a fun fact today on Instagram uh -huh. 
Uh Um, And there were 13 athletes that competed at the Mayhem Classic. The one and only time I saw that. And 13 who have made the games this year. And you were on that list. At the and that was off of Mayhem Classic, right? In 2020. Correct. Okay. The the competition I got completely trashed at. That's I think everybody went. Man, that was when so those are the moments I really look back to. Like over my career, because like I said, it's been a long journey from the teenage division back up to this point. And I'm proud of that because for a long time, that climb, the the climb was brutal. Like being thrown into like the, at that point, that was a sanctional. um, And I just couldn't handle, like I wasn't keeping up with the volume. Obviously still nowadays, like heavy barbells, like the heavier weights can get to me just because I'm smaller, but I've gotten a lot stronger, a lot better at moving them. But man, that competition trashed me. And, but yeah, it was cool. It was heavy. First time I got to compete against Tia. So that was it. That was like a moment where it was like, this is, this is cool. And I, I want to stick with this. I want to stay in this. Yeah. That's actually where Kat and I met. Oh, really? Yeah. Such a fun competition though. They did a great job. It was. Yeah. So much fun. Um, fantasy. Uh, you're on mute, Kat. I was going to say, I got to use the bathroom at uh, Seniors Barn. That was like my highlight <laughs> of my weekend. When you guys takes, finished the, takes the race into the barn, I was yeah. like, I'm using this bathroom. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I told people to this moment that I wish, like, I and I did take in that moment because it was such a cool finishing spot for that trail run. Yeah. Oh, man, that trail run was so long. That I was just like, get this ruck off of me and give me some water. They had like the fair guns back there. I was like, help. I was I was at this one post. Um, there was like a a long a long stretch, like along a fence, and then you took a turn and sort of had to go down and up and around. And there was uh like one way, the obvious way that you would go, there was like lots of mud and mm-hmm. stuff and then like the not so obvious way to go there wasn't and i kept telling people like i'm standing at the corner i'm like go that way go that way yeah <laughs> like, just trying not to them. go sliding down the mud but that was pretty yeah. funny yeah uh, that was yeah quite the experience when you're running through first of all you got a ruck and then you're running through all the pastures it's beautiful yeah minus the the potholes and the cow poop everywhere <laughs> i still have those shoes i oh. i break them out every now and then but those shoes stay in their own little spot away from all my other gear because i think they still have cow poop on them <laughs> that's great it's like sacred ground though you know? yeah. yeah yeah memories you know you gotta take something <laughs> from it so fantasy fitnessing also runs stats for us so that we can share with athletes and share with the audience. And they did a, a fact a fact sheet on you, every event from 2020 forward. And the first thing I just wanted to point out on this, if Kat can pull it up, uh, is oh, that. Yes, I'm getting it. Um, and again, fantasyfitnessing.com, fantasyfitnessing on Instagram. They're awesome. They put out They put out stats all the time on different things. But it, I looked at your average finish from the 2021 Mac to the 2022 Mac. And I don't know if you can see that, but you cut it in half. Your average 
finish was 14 in 21 and 7.8 in 2022. You know what's crazy about that is I didn't look at the leaderboard hardly at all. And people, I know some people do kind of have their way of rolling through competition and, um, some people do better with looking at the leaderboard. Some people uh, do better just keeping it a secret. And there were so many like little close calls throughout semis this year that I was just like more critical about each event and like how I moved through each event. And I could care less like where my, my finish was. I was just like, Oh, I wish I would have done these reps differently or this moment differently. And that's how kind of my brain rolls is I was like always on to like where I can get better from it um not necessarily like looking so much at the hard numbers and everything so when i went back after the after the competition was finally over and i looked at those places and i was like huh i didn't even realize like they were like some solid there were some solid finishes and like i I was proud of that yeah yeah and then uh, later down the road with other athletes they break down workouts with movements <clears throat> and so like if the workout had chest bar pull-ups, these are your finishes. If it had GHD sit-ups, these are your finishes. And I don't know if it's that you're so new or that you're so consistent, but it's really hard to find a trend of one movement that you crush. I think I'm very, but uh, any gymnastics one is good for me because I'm just on the smaller side and I have a gymnastics background. But I think where I kind of surprise people, take the last event at the MAC. There was gymnastics in it. There were ring muscle-ups and bar muscle-ups, right? But there were also those two heavy barbells in between. Now, the only thing that really gets me is like one rep maxes, just straight up strength events, okay? Because come to that event at the Mac where there's 145 pound front squats, which is 20 pounds over my body weight, but it's all, it's like, I can move. I'm really, really good at moving 80 and 90% of my one rep maxes for reps. Like I'm decent at, at, and I'm, I'm very consistent at those things where, so I think I'm more or less, I'm more of a well-rounded athlete. There's just that one kind of big pit of like the strength, the one rep maxes and the strengths will always kind of put me in that pit. Uh, but over the years, like even I'm proud of um, how much my engine has developed too, because that used to be a big hole, but now I, I think I kind of have a pretty high level engine and, can hang on some of those events as well. So that's where, but anything I can tell you this, like anything that's on a pull-up bar, I'm ready for anything that's on a pull-up bar. (laughs) Well, Rebecca, you'll be happy to know that um, Scott used to say that um, Justin Medeiros was lacking in top end strength. So if he starts saying that about you, it could mean that you're just going to win the whole thing because I'll, I'll hang on to that. He, he has that. said that about other athletes and it's like, um, it gives them an automatic boost. So Scott, anytime yeah. you want to. I, I think it, it reflects more on my analysis <laughs> than on their. Hey, boost. just go with it. Just go with it. You really I will. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll hang on to that. 
We got big things. And I was on one and, podcast and are, last year. And we are going to keep <laughs> getting stronger. I made list. <laughs> and I made that statement, and I have not lived it down since. <laughs> hey, never know. Did you um? Did you did anybody see the documentary yet from last year? So it no. came out this came out this morning. Of course, I watched it this morning because <laughs> I'm the biggest CrossFit nerd ever. But uh, it was good. It's it good. It's good. I mean, you know, is the same four people are you know highlighted on it. But it, yeah, it was alright. I love watching right. the documentaries. You know what? I actually I loved used I used to watch over and over all the behind the scenes. Well, yeah. The, I mean, those old, are way more interesting, game. I think, than the than the actual feature length films. It, to me it's good. because it's just it's like insider information you know yeah yeah that's what people really that's what people want to see that's why i'm excited for like i'm doing a whole bunch of vlogs now with gerard and compete media oh, so cool. people are always interested and i'm like really guys i was like i will definitely show you guys that but i can tell you it's going to be the same thing it's it's train coach train coach, <laughs> train coach. and then we have some other funny segments that might come out later that's cool. Is Gerard going to the games? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So we'll get some behind the scenes stuff from you from there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Has he gotten his press pass yet from CrossFit? Yes, he um, should have gotten that. I think we got it all figured out by now. We're, we're still waiting for ours. We're That's still waiting we're for ours. <gasps> mm. Can't imagine we wouldn't get one, but you never know. We might have to yeah. we might have to piggyback on Gerard and just say that we're we're coming for you. We're, I'm still we'll, on we'll the, be in touch. I'm still on the hunt for some tickets from the mm. rest of my family, but you know, I think I'm there's sure. quite a few folks doing that. The Actually, you'll find like be great. Few weeks before people yeah. will start selling them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll keep an eye out for um, them. So, how did you celebrate the your punching the ticket after Mac? Oh, I had my my sights set on ice cream the whole time. That's what got me through that last day of competition uh, we went and had um uh, ice cream but it's so funny like and I know there's quite a few athletes that I've talked to that are like this like I'm so hyped up I hype it all up I'm like I'm gonna go eat pizza and ice cream and do all of this other stuff that we never normally do and then my body's just so not used to that stuff and it just doesn't hang it just <laughs> eats a few bites of ice cream and then it's like I'm done it's never as fun as you imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I feel terrible after. So there was a little bit of that. And then I was just tired. We went to, we did go to, we stopped through and hung a day in, in Nashville after, which was very nice. We went to downtown Nashville. So that was a good way to celebrate. And then, you know, it's right back to the grind, especially when you have the good news of season's not over. Right back to <laughs> training. Like, uh, right back right. to it. Yeah. Well, see, Cat got the memo wrong. Cat eats ice cream before the competition. My PR <laughs> guaranteed PR the next morning. That's guaranteed. It, whatever, whatever, whatever works for you. My my yep. belly won't do that though. <laughs> I wish my belly wouldn't do that. <laughs> It'd be a lot easier to avoid it. That's for sure. Have you been? Uh, have you been swimming, Rebecca? Oh yeah. People like I actually just recently post. I'm in love with it. Like I'm Good. sure I'm I'm not, I'm not the greatest at it. And I made that joke like after semis that I need to start swimming just because it had been a hot minute since I had been in the pool or been um swimming. 
just because you prioritize all the in the gym stuff for the longest time on how to, and that's, I mean, that's where our biggest focus is and everything, but I have competed swimming a few times as the, a teenager in Madison. We actually swam in the lake, lake over there, uh, granite games a couple of times. So if, I love it. And actually postseason, I would love to like start like a swim program too, because mm-hmm. it's just, it's good for building a base, like for your engine. It's a whole nother world for me because I feel uncoordinated in the water right now. And I know there's a lot of technical things I need to get to a lot of drill work and everything, but it's such, it'll hit you in a, in a way that it's like, a, it's a really hard workout, but it doesn't beat you up. So I'm going to use it for active, more active recovery days and then just doing some more swim type workouts. So I've loved it. Well, starting a swim program makes sense because you have all this extra time. (laughs) (laughs) Another new venture. So many things I want to do. There's so (laughs) many. I'm literally that person that's like, I hate sleep because there's so many things. I'm like, it's a waste of time. I was like, I got so many, I I got so many things I want to do. So I know you're only 22, but because you have all these things you want to do, like, do you see yourself coaching forever? In different ways. Like I will always be a a part of both and maybe not doing quite as many classes, but even one goal I've kind of had in in mind when I get like a, a, my name out there a little bit more as a coach and as an athlete is I want to do like, traveling clinics too i want to travel across to different gyms and host like gymnastics clinics or skill clinics so i i love to coach so much it'll always be there whether it be in the gym traveling or even doing like online video programs and everything because i i love making those too so i'll always be doing that but i think over time i'll learn and adapt and see where i need to put prioritize uh my time or most of my time to make sure i'm doing everything that I want to do. So this is for way, way in the future. You love coaching so much and you, and it, and it comes through like on your videos and all the tips and tricks. Mm -hmm. Do you ever see yourself when your career is done coaching elite athletes? I've thought about it. I think that'll definitely be a a way, yeah, far down the road kind of decision because I I look at like what my coach does for me and I think he has the harder job. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) you just tell me what to do and I'll go do it. I'll go do it out on the floor. But it's a lot of work on the back end too. I think if the opportunities like like come to me, it'll definitely be. I'll definitely be on that route a little bit because I'll always be coaching. How, and you said you program some, how much, how much are you involved with, with your own programming and how much with the gym's programming? Um, I don't do any of the gym's programming. Matt does all of that. He writes all of our gym programming. It's very, very balanced and it'll, it'll crush a class. It'll crush any type of athlete out there. Um, so I don't take any credit in that. They're very good. It's very good programming. Um, with my own programming, he does it as well. But I think over time, we've gotten much, much better about like kind of talking back and forth. If I if he writes, he'll write a workout and I look at the workout and I'll kind of be like, I know the goal. I know the task at hand. And um, every now and then I'll, I'll offer like a little tweak or 
or question that makes us kind of like rearrange the workout maybe. But um, I think he, he knows me so well and he's, he, he knows how to fall in, <laughs> in those workouts. How much of that are you, are, yeah. How much of that are you a sponge trying to learn oh, why so much. he does what he does? He, he has been writing like, so he's written, the gyms have been open for uh, 11 years. So he's got an arsenal of like tools and programs and, and uh, workouts that he's written. But, but I'm definitely that person where I'm looking at the workout and trying to see like what is going through. Got me. There we we go. lost just for a second. There, yeah. there we go. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I, I'm definitely, when I look at the workouts that he writes, I'm definitely like trying to analyze, like, what was he thinking as he's written this and, um, wh where, where, what is he trying to get out of this workout in particular? And then that's where I've really, I try to almost like mimic that in programming, but every athlete's different. Like when I write for my personal training, it's going to be maybe have the sin the same like general idea, but it's got to be specific to that athlete. So I learn a lot from looking at his workouts and how to implement them in different situations. Well, our uh, friend Travis, who goes by Vindicate, uh, says you need a new uh, shoe sponsor because your mismatch shoe game is great. Yeah, I, I think I've um, chatted a little bit with who is it? Travis? Hi, Travis. Yeah. If it's yeah, um, yeah, we talked a little bit about the mixed match shoes. That I think that'll always be there. And I yeah. don't like I said at the beginning, I'm not sure what shoes are gonna make their appearance at the at the games, but they will definitely be mixed match at that point. Well, Rebecca, as always, it is just a joy getting to talk to you. Uh, I became a, a big fan right away after I got to meet you, and I can't wait to see you at the game. Games. And uh, hopefully we get our media credentials in the next day or two. So I hope we so. Can get our plan set. <laughs> All right. Well, says, yes, you have talked to him about the mismatch shoe game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's been a fun journey all the way. Like, I feel like I was just sitting here not too long ago chatting to you before semis. So, yeah. On to the next day. Yeah. On to the next day. Can't wait to follow that career. Mm-hmm.